You're listening to the You Don't Know Me Yet Podcast Network. You are listening to Afternoon Tea Radio with your favorite host, Maria Jordan. And your boy, Karis Jordan. And we are sipping tea while spilling tea. Good afternoon, family. You are listening to Afternoon Tea Radio with your favorite host, Maria Jordan. And your boy, Kyrus Jordan. And today we are sipping tea while spilling tea with actor and author of Male vs. Man, Dondre Whitefield. So I am so excited to speak with him today about his uh, book. Uh, yeah, it's going to be dope, I think. Yeah. So let's talk today's tea. So what is going on uh, with Meek Mill and um, what's his name? <laughs> um, I call him Snitch Rat. Oh, um, Lord. <laughs> now, um, it's crazy because um, uh, evidently uh, Meek Mills was in Atlanta and uh, Takashi 69 when he came out of the club, Takashi 69 was waiting with a camera uh, to record him. And um, you have a lot of people... Uh, have different feelings about it. You got some people that says, you know, um, well, Meek Mill should have went in on him and attacked him and everything goes. But at this point, I think Takashi is like a, he's like a fed. He's like a rat or snitch. You got to realize that they wanted to give Meek Mill damn near a hundred years for, for riding on the motorcycle for mm-hmm. Willie. So imagine if he fought that guy, Yeah. you know, imagine what would have happened. Yeah. So, um, I'm glad he didn't do nothing. I mean, stay safe. Uh, nobody got hurt because uh, literally this guy basically it's, had to. He pro- provokes. Yeah, but he, yeah, he provokes, but he had the police with him. And the police actually brings him over to where Meek Mill is wow. when Meek Mill was coming out. Was it, it police or security? No, nah, that was police. It's, it's, he rides with police. It, it was it was just security. It would have it been a problem. It was, it was basically a setup. And what people don't understand is that, like, I would love just to put a petition out saying about that. Like, <laughs> no, literally, like, just put a petition out with, um, just to get rid of this dude. What I mean by that is that, you know, he he incites violence and, and, and people can get hurt with what he does. So if you take away his resources, which is, because his music sucks. And what you mean is, is put out a petition to stop his social media. Social media. Like, you see how everybody stopped Trump's social media yeah. and everything else? Yo, stop his social media his Twitter, his Twitter rants, and his things on social media, and he's nothing because his music is trash. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. His music is trash. He has no substance. He has nothing. Yeah. His music is trash. So if you stop his 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 antics that way, then what do you have? Because he gets millions off of reactions. Yeah, and, but the reality is, is you know, people are provoked by this um, this negative publicity, yeah, and, and, right, and yeah. he he knows he has mastered. He's like Trump. Yo, he, he, yo, he mastered, <laughs> mastered it. The the art of manipulation. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? But Through he's a, social media, and we're just yeah. going for it. And even us just discussing it right now is what he wants. But <laughs> but I can tell you, he, he's a rat. He's a snake. <laughs> no. I know. I feel you. I feel you completely. Yeah, I mean, and it's sad, you yeah, know. It's, it's, it's a um, yeah. Well, that's today's thing. We ain't gonna put too much time on that. We have an amazing Snake. show. <laughs> we have an amazing show today. I'm yeah. excited to have um, actor, um, legendary actor, absolutely, uh huh, and Cosby. author. Yes, <laughs> um, Dondre Whitfield with us today, and we are talking Melverse Man. Good morning, Dondre. 
Good morning. How are you? I am awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing extremely well. I am so excited to have you on the show today. Um, you are legendary, so we are very excited. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm really I'm glad to be here. It's good, really good. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. So we wanted to um, have you on and talk about this amazing book you have published, Male vs. Man. Um, so what inspired you to write this book? Wow, so much. Um, starting with a uh, father um, who, you know, um, really did not have the tools um, that he needed in order for him to matriculate into his manhood. So he was never given the information and instruction. And so subsequently, he never had it to give to me. Mm. Um, I think the biggest misconception um, about this subject of, of manhood is that uh, we as males grow into men when we turn a magical age. Mm. And that is not the case. Um, you you only get good at something when you receive information and instruction and then receive accountability for implementing that information and instruction. Everything that we do in life works that way. Hmm. And manhood is no different than that. So if you don't allow your, you know, my wife loves, my, we have a 12-year-old son. We also have a 16-year-old daughter. Yeah. Um, and one of the controversial, quote-unquote, controversial things that I mentioned in the book is that, a, a, that uh, a woman can't teach you how to be something that she's not. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's controversial to our community because, unfortunately, too many of our grown males, mm -hmm. so let me just break down for the folks. In the book, I talk about how males look to be served while men look to be of service. Mm. Yeah. So there's a gigantic difference between being a male and being a man. So our grown males, the males who just, their bodies grew, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, they were still stuck in the, the capacity of a boy in those three areas. Um, because they were never given the information and instruction. So my son, I can't teach my daughter how to be a woman because I'm not one. Hmm. So if I can't teach my daughter how to be a woman, what makes any other woman think that they can teach their son how, how to be, be a man? So because you have in our community so many um, women raising single you know, right. single moms raising boys, there's a, right. there's something that they're missing, basically. Right. There's something that they're absolutely missing. And, um, and you know, when I, when I mention this, um, you know, I, and I have so much empathy for our sisters who are put in that position where too many of our grown males are abandoning their post mm -hmm. in raising this, uh, boy and raising this young male. Um, but I want you to think of this. If he's only a grown male himself, it's virtually impossible for him to teach, for him to teach that young male how to become a man. He can't teach him how to be something that he's not either. Yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, right? you, usually we right. don't. We usually we. Uh, how should I say this? You're absolutely right on that in that point. But don't usually when a man is raised by a single uh, mother, they usually get their influence from the outside party, maybe like a coach, uh, a teacher. Uh, so my, yes, indeed. Okay. So what 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 I was getting ready to speak to next, and great segue, brother, because um, what I often talk about is how our sisters need to um, get into partnership mm. with a whoever that is, that coach, uh, that teacher, that mentor, that you know, that 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 officer who is because no matter who you are, you know a man, right? Mm-hmm. Many of our sisters, because, you know, sometimes you get so hurt and you get so disappointed that you say, well, I don't know any men. Every sister that that is alive and walking on the face of this earth knows one man. And what you have to do is you have to approach that man and say, I need you. Mm. I need you to to uh, to invest in um, in my son by giving him the information and instruction that you have for the sake of his matriculation, right? And any man would be happy to do that if he is indeed a man, because he knows the importance that men play in our communities. Without our communities having men to provide the cover and the safety that is necessary, then our communities don't flourish. Absolutely. Right. So, so this yeah, is, yeah, it, it, it feels like a, you know, like a, a, a controversial uh, subject, but really it's a necessary one. Absolutely. So can you actually explain to the listeners, like, in your perspective, uh, what is the difference between a male versus a man? Yeah. So as I, as I mentioned, you know, earlier, m- males look to be served mm-hmm. while men look to be of service. Right. So. Think of it this way. The only thing that I had to do in order to earn the title of being a male was really. Be born. And this is the, the nicest way to say it. The only thing that I needed in order to become a, uh, to earn the title of being a male was to have a penis and a pulse. Mm-hmm. That's it. OK. I had to have a specific body part and I had to be breathing. That was the only thing I needed to do in order to earn the title of being a male. Penis and a pulse. But in order to be a man, I have to have purpose and precision. The purpose of every man who walks the face of this earth is to be a servant. So explain that A servant that to the women us. and children in his life. Mm. And to be a loving but firm accountability partner to the brothers that are in his life. Okay. So what does That's that entail? every man's purpose. What does that entail? What does that entail as far as accountability um, with when you say accountability for the other men in your life? What do you yes. mean by that? So, you know, I I, uh, I once saw a, uh, a, a, a Facebook post. Um, a friend of mine had, you know, post, you know how people like to put up uh, these uh, scenarios. And, you know, if you were in this position or this happened, what would you do? You know, (laughs) yeah. Uh, And uh, and so this brother posts this, you know, this situation. And uh, it was about a sister being um, slapped 
by the guy that she came to the party with. Mm. And the question was, what would you do? And I can't tell you how many brothers said, yo, man, I just got to, you know, I got to let, you know, I got to, I got to stay out of that because that, you know, that ain't my business. Now, the caveat was that the guy who actually did it was supposed to be your friend. Oh. It said, so a friend of yours smacks a woman that he's with during this argument at this party that you that that you're at. What do you do? And I can't tell you how many brothers said, you know, that's not my that's not my place. It's not my business. I gotta stay out of that. And I said, now let me tell you something. I don't care whether he's my friend or not. That is that becomes my business mm-hmm. as a man, yeah. As as God's covering to this earth, <clears throat> there is no way that I stand on the sideline, and I don't care. I don't care what. Short of her, listen, she would have to stab him. He'd have to be shedding blood. <laughs> She'd have to <laughs> shot him. Yeah. Short of being stabbed or shot. There is no way that I stand by and allow a grown male to put his hands on my sister and have me not do anything. Now, that doesn't mean that I now have to hit him, punch him. Now there's a fight ensuing, all of that. All this we talked about was, what do you do? Well, first of all, I got to stop the violence. Yeah. That's my job. And I think that's that's such a point right there because I think that the idea is, is, oh, I'm supposed to um, fight back or what I'm supposed to do, beat my friend up. No, it doesn't have to. You don't have to meet it with force. But the idea that you should just turn a blind eye is almost like what we're complaining about with our whole Black Lives Matter. Like we're asking... For people not to turn a blind eye. So right. that, you know, so so it's your responsibility, right. it's your duty. Um, when you see something that is wrong and affecting someone to stand, especially if you call that person your friend, because you want them to be the best they could be. Period. So you want we want to hold our allies accountable. Yeah. But we don't want to hold each other accountable. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe. You saw this happen, but you didn't do nothing. You didn't say nothing. And y'all, you know, y'all are our oppressor and so on and so on and so forth. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. But the same energy that we put forth in making sure that our allies do what's necessary in order to protect our black bodies, we don't want our black bodies to protect our black bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so we we had asked our um, some of our listeners on our page. We had asked the men, "Would your friends encourage you to be faithful to your woman or cover for you?" Right, and it was kind of inspired by your book. And I was like, I just want to see how men react to this this question. And a lot of them were like, you know, cover for it. I would, I would, I would, my man would cover for me or they would do both or, you know, and the whole point of the conversation, we wanted to spark that. Okay. So why wouldn't you 
hold your hold your man accountable for you know his commitment or what is it when does the bro code doesn't exist anymore like when does that when is when is the relationship above the bro code or is the relationship above a bro code as a man you know so first of all let me just say this what we're talking about right now is character Mm. right i don't have i have a bunch of single acquaintances yeah but I don't have no single friends. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I don't have any single friends is because single brothers want to do single things. Mm, yeah. I am a married man. Right? That mm. that right there is that's a problem for me. Because oh. I'm not, I, I'm not going with you to the strip club. I'm not going with you to go, you know, uh talk to the, you know this 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 woman over here this woman over here. I, I'm not doing any of that so all the things that you do are uh are will put me in a bad space in the in the in the, the sense of, of my marriage Absolutely. so all of my friends are married and usually have children as well mm. right so we're we're coming from the same space we have the same consciousness right we have the same outlook on life we have the same uh, types of family goals. So, so okay. what do you do when you right. grow up with people, though? Like when you have these friends that you grew up with and they've yeah. been your friends all yeah. your life, though, you know, and you guys yes. kind of are just in different places. But so here's the thing. How many of us really have friends that we grew up with and we've known our entire lives? Yeah. Right, and then let's say this person. Now, that's not to say that if I've known this person, I've grown up with this person, and then of course, you know, yes, we are in two different places, mm-hmm. right? That doesn't mean, oh, bruh, you single, um, I can't be friends with you. <laughs> Absolutely not, right? Yeah. But here, here is my thing. Let's say I did grow up with you. And my character, see, character is developed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Character is developed. I grew up in the hood. I grew up in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. right? I grew up fighting every day. My father was a street hustler. People think they see me, they see me on television. They think that, you know, I was born with this spoon in my mouth. Stop playing games. So <laughs> I had to throw these hands every single day. Wow. Okay? And I was light-skinned. Curly hair at the time, that is an invitation to a fight in the hood every day. You said at the time, huh? <laughs> this N-word think he cute. That's a fight every day. Okay? So nobody get fooled. And let me just say this. If you see me out in the street, please don't put yourself in a bad way. Thinking, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I, I, I will introduce you to a bunch of people who got the short end of that stick. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why my wife, who's from the south side of Chicago, why we've been partnered for 23 years, Mm -hmm. because she's seen me put hands. I know, that's right. She's seen it. So she knows she's safe when she walks with me. I've had people ask me, they're like, well, when you and your wife go somewhere, 
why don't you have security? I'm like, I am the I security. Have security. Exactly. Listen, I literally told my husband that on the way on, on the way to the station this morning. Like, I've never felt so protected in my life. Yeah. <laughs> what? My wife know. My wife know when it go down. Safest place in the room for her is is right next to me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So let's say this brother right here. We're talking about character, right? So. As I was talking about, like, character is developed. Mm -hmm. So there are a bunch of things that I have developed into that I was not when mm -hmm. I grew up in Brooklyn. Yeah, There are a bunch of things that I developed into that the street uh, taught me um, not to, to, to be. The street doesn't teach you how to be a man. Yeah, The street teaches you how to be a male warrior, to go get it at any expense no matter who wow. you put in harm's way. That's, now, that's what the street teaches you. Yeah, it shows you the, the mistakes that you shouldn't do. The teaches you that manhood is masculinity and sexuality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The street teaches you that my, oh, look at my manhood. See how many women I slept with? Yep. That's my sexuality. See how much money I make. My manhood is my masculinity. Look how much I bench press, Right. All the bros that go to jail, when they come out and they swole, they're like, man, that's, that, that, yeah, that's it. That, man, look how much he, look how, look, look, look at his body. Yeah. So we stay focused on the packaging and we ignore the performance. Mm -hmm. That's why many of our sisters are inappropriately partners yeah. because they have been taught to focus on packaging. I had this conversation um, with a, a sister friend of mine um, a couple of days ago, and I said, here's the problem. I said, the pro she goes, I had a great dad. And she goes, I don't understand why I still chose these, you know, these, uh, these males as partners. I said, because the problem is, is, and this is what I told my children, I said, you're in, either you are influencing or uh, uh, your environment, uh, or your environment is infecting you. So you're affecting your environment, or your environment is infecting you. So if you hang out with some girlfriends, and those girlfriends are like, every time they, they look at a, uh, a guy, they're like, girl, look at him. Girl, look at him. So every single time you choose a partner, you are looking for the partner that your girlfriends will say, girl, girl, just based on packaging. Yeah. We'll, and, and they will deal with the performance later. It's the mm -hmm. equivalent of this. Let's say you were going to, to, let's say we were going to go buy a car. You say, Dondre, I need you to help me choose a, a, a good car. And then you said, this is the one I want to buy. And I go, okay, tell me why. He goes, well, look at it. It's cute. It's beautiful. It's a brand new paint <laughs> job. It's cute. It got a drop top on there. Mm -hmm. Look at look, look, look at all of that. And I go, okay, cool. And then I pop the hood. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's a good analogy. But I'll let you finish. And that. then that's I look <laughs> You feel me? I yeah. look at the engine, right? I I, I look at whether the, you know whether there's oil in the joint. How I much mileage on it? Yeah. You feel me? Like, so now I'm going, not only, number one, it don't even have a starter. So the car <laughs> don't even start. Yeah. 
Man, listen. <laughs> the engine, the engine yeah. is raggedy. The car don't start. But you want to buy this car mm-hmm. because of the packaging. Man. Yeah. And you ignored the performance. That's a good answer. I have a question, though. What type yes, of, sir. What type of things did you have to go through to create a book like this? Oh, my gosh. Everything, bro. <laughs> like, right. so my father... My father kidnapped me at six years old from my mother. What? My father at 12. You see, people think they know your story because they see you on television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You feel me? Like, I, I, I've i seen, you know, at the age of eight years old, I saw the first person, the first person that I ever saw get murdered directly in front of me. Yeah. Okay. At eight years old. You know how much trauma that is? Yeah. So that's 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 crazy. And our children are exposed to that every, every day. single day. Every day. Every day. In our community. And I, I tell folks all the time, black folks, we if you are a citizen of this country, there is a PTSD mm-hmm. that Ooh. comes with being a citizen in this country. Yep. Especially so, a black citizen in this country. That's my point. Right. So black people, period, you come with a built in PTSD mm-hmm. of being a citizen in this country. Yep. Period. Black people just we, we, we just you're exposed to way too much, way too mm-hmm. soon. In my book, I talk about how so many of our young brothers are robbed. Look, I got a 12 year old son, like I said, and I. I protect his boyhood. Yeah. His innocence. His innocence. Yes. Yes. Our boys are never given the gift of their boyhood. Mm, Our white male counterparts have been given the gift of boyhood even when they 26. Yep. Mm. Oh, well, he's just, you know, he's just a boy. He's, he, he's just a boy. He's just a boy. That dude is 26. Yeah. yeah. But, That's insane. But a, but, a, but a black male in this country, when he's 15 and he does something, he should know better by now. He's 15 years old. Yeah. <laughs> he should yeah. know better than that. I mean, this boy, this, this, this kid no is all No he should, way, he should know way better than that. Yeah. Yep. We're getting no grace. There, there, there was a... There was a swimmer who who was an Olympic swimmer. I forgot the uh, I forgot the brother's name. Uh, white brother who and they were uh, they were overseas, and he committed this crime overseas. And then this dude, I'm telling you, the brother was like 25, 24, 25 years old. And they were like, he said, I mean, he's still he's still still he's still a kid. I'm like, still a kid? This dude is grown. He's five years old. Wow. So they are given the benefit of their boyhood well into their mid-20s while we get robbed of ours in our mid-teens. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at, look at okay, look at our brother Michael Jackson, right? Everybody wants to clown brother Michael, but what, look, look at what we're clowning is trauma. Mm-hmm. Okay? Our brother Michael was robbed of his boyhood. That's true. Yeah. This is what I tell folks all the time. Don't think that money will fix everything because it does not. Mm. Michael Jackson had a lot of money, 
but he had a lot of trauma based on the pursuit of that money. Yeah. Michael Jackson was robbed of his boyhood. And that's why well into the years where he was supposed to be a man, but really was mm -hmm. just a grown male, he was uh, 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 exemplifying all of the traits of a boy. Of a boy, yeah. yeah. So, right? so the animals, the 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 amusement park, the mm -hmm. the dressing up, the all of that stuff, because he was robbed of it. Many of us, what I call in the book, uh, the acronym MOTH, M O T H, Man of the House. How many of us are told? At uh, an age of 13, 14, 15, yeah, 16, you're the man of the house. Absolutely. Hmm. And that robs you of your boyhood because now you ain't got no more time for games. You ain't got no time for games. You're the man of the house now. Okay, well, what does the man of the house do? What's that come with? Now, watch hmm. this. I'm going to give you something that's really going to mess you up. You now get given the title of man of the house. Which, which means the only way that you're given the title of man in the house is, is, if, is if what? A man it's no longer abandoned there. his post. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's no longer there, yeah. Okay, so now you get given the title of man in the house. Now watch this. You have a dynamically independent, strong-willed woman who is now in the house. So now... You try to flex the muscle of the title that you have because you are the man of the house. That woman, your mother, is now dictating to you everything that you do, everything that you are. You get castigated. You get chastised. You get physically abused. All of those things. Now, how does that help you become a man? A man? Yeah. So what, right. so so what do you do though? So in these situations where so I get it in some cases you have coaches, you have um you know other men who can influence, but in a lot of cases they're they're males too. You know, if we're going by yeah, this analogy. Yeah. So when you're a single mom and you're raising a boy and you're trying your best, what do you do if there isn't and then there's the ignorance that you have as well. You don't know, you know. So where where do we go from here to make it so that this is something that we can change when it's just a it's a big it's a cycle. It is a cycle. So you you touched on so so first of all, I rebuke this notion that we don't know any men mm. in our in our life. Yeah. I rebuke that. Okay, that that is. That's the propaganda that uh, white America gave us about mm -hmm. ourselves and that we absolutely perpetuate about our own community. Mm -hmm. And it comes from many of our sisters actually say that because here's why they say it. And I say it with, this, with great empathy. Many of our sisters say, I, I, I don't know of any men because what they're trying to do is they're trying to protect their heart. It, they're trying to manage their expectations. So if they say, I don't know of any men, 
when they don't experience any men, it won't feel as bad. Mm, okay. It's like Did a you get safety that? net. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm managing my expectations. If I tell myself that there are no men, when I don't experience any men, I'm okay. Because I already told myself, ain't no men out here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I, the I, matter man, is, that's, that happens right? a lot. That happens, that happens a lot. too often. And, and it in, happens in too so often. many different ways, too. I think that also uh, on the reverse side, there's um, men that give that, well, ain't no good woman out here anyway. <laughs> you know? Yes. Well, but see, look, how are you going to make that statement when, how are you going to make a statement about uh, no women being out here when you aren't even a man yourself yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So the, 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 the start to answer your, uh, your, your question, sister, is that our, the, the book is called Male Versus Man, How to Honor Women, Teach Children, and Elevate Men to Change the World. This book honors women because what it does is it teaches our sisters how to readily identify mm. the difference between a male and a man. That, that's I just deep. told you that many of our sisters are taught to pay more attention to packaging mm-hmm. than performance. Mm-hmm. That's not identifying a man. That's identifying a male that looks good. That's identifying a car with a great paint job and no engine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, listen, we're going to take a quick break, y'all. Don't go nowhere, Dondre. We got to finish this conversation. This <laughs> is good. Um, okay, guys, uh, make sure you stay tuned to Afternoon Tea Radio. Hey everyone, it's Attorney Jazz of Jazz Talks Law, and I am here with the Afternoon Tea Radio. Yo, 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 it's Jeezy Escobar, a.k.a. Burberry Jerry, best thing in water, best thing in the Wi-Fi, best thing in EBT. We on Afternoon Tea Radio, going crazy, going up, man. You already know it's big love. Hey. Yo, 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 this your man, Mr. 23, Henderson Maddox, straight out of Atlanta. I'm on Afternoon Tea Radio with Maria Jordan and Karis Jordan. What's up? Have you been looking for a radio station that gives you sports? I don't believe it! It's a touchdown! Entertainment? Are you not entertained? And other special interest talk shows? Well, isn't that special? All on one app? Yo, that's dope. What app is that? It's the real 1100 AM app for WWE. Grab it for free in your Google Play or Apple App Store today. Kids follow your lead. Help them stay healthy. Wash your hands. Don't touch your eyes, nose, or mouth. And cover coughs and sneezes. Clean and disinfect the objects you touch often, like your phone, the remote, and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And if you're the one who's sick, stay home. This station is part of the Beasley Best Community of Caring, and we care about your family. For more info, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Peace and blessings. It's Jay Morris, and I'm rocking with the Afternoon Tea. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Goddess, and you're listening to an Afternoon Tea Radio. What's up? It's Moneta Shaw, and I am on the radio with the Afternoon Tea. Take a sip. Fading away, don't let me go, don't let me go. Fading, fading, fading away, don't 
All right, y'all, you just heard our Independent Artist of the Week, Aubrey, with her single, Fading. You can check that out on all platforms right now. Shout out to Aubrey and your new single. That was dope. All right, y'all, and we are on our radio show (laughs) with (laughs) Dondre Whitfield and his amazing book. We're talking male versus man. Um, Yeah, it's been dope. (laughs) So... Our quote of the day is, um, every man should be responsible to others, nor should anyone be allowed to do just as he pleases. For where absolute freedom is allowed, there is nothing to restrain the evil which is inherited in every man. And that's from Aristotle. So I wanted to ask that question, Dondre. Do you think evil is inherited in every man? Do I, do I think uh, evil is inherited in every man? Yes. Um, I think that... so. Here's what's interesting. This is this is sort of a, a, a yes and sort of a sort of a no. Okay. When when I I, I I don't like when I hear people say, "Look at this phenomenal uh, child that 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 I created." Right. Mm. I didn't create a child. Mm-hmm. God created that child. My job as a parent is to do my best not to mess up that perfect creation. Mm. Okay. That's a, that my job is just to preserve what God created. Now, if God wanted us to actually be perfect, he wouldn't have given us flesh. Flesh in and of itself is imperfect. Mm. While I don't necessarily think it's evil, I think we get taught um, some evil ways Mm -hmm. and we either make them a part of our daily ritual, ultimately becoming a part of our character, because remember I said that character is developed, Mm -hmm. right? Character is built, right? So if your environment is infecting you, then you will learn some evil ways. But I don't really believe that we have, you know, this inherent uh, evil. Way. That would be like saying that God intentionally put an evil spirit in mm-hmm. us when he delivers us here. And mm-hmm. I know that the God that I serve does not do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we learn our evil behavior. And then based on the fact that we don't get enough uh, accountability, to make certain that we get called out for it for the sake of correcting our behavior, then you keep falling into those spaces and then you just become this person who becomes evil. Yeah. So what does accountability look like? Like, what what do you mean when you say that? Or how Call can, you be, how Yo, can bro, you be held you accountable? Yeah, bro. What you, hold on, bro. Come here, man. Let's, we got to we got we got to wrap. What's so tell, tell, tell your brother what's up, man. What you mean? Well, what I mean, what? So when you when you sat there and you and you and you pushed that sister, or or you or you neglected that sister, or you neglected that child, mm. right? Or you or you killed your brother. Like, yeah. look, I'm just gonna keep it a thousand. I spoke about this on my social media. Yeah, we sat here during all of the, uh, uh the you know, uh, Black Lives Matter. And all of that, we have all of these folks out in the street and talking about 
police officers abusing us and killing us and so on, so on, so forth, right? And then all of the cats in our communities with the guns, with the guns, literally had a almost a hall pass. Yeah. To use those weapons against people that they thought they knew, in fact, were abusing people in our community, and they did nothing. Yeah. Right? All of the quote-unquote gangsters with all the guns mm -hmm. who knew that these officers or all of these quote-unquote evil people were doing stuff to people in our community, and they did nothing. Wow. But meanwhile, will not hesitate to, kill to blow other. the head off of another brother in and of our community. Why, why you think like why you think that is? Because we know what it is. Absolutely. It's self hatred. Absolutely. It's self hatred. You there's no way that you can kill someone that looks like you and literally not even bat an eye. And then those folks that don't look like you who you accuse of abusing you, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mistreating you, killing your people, and you do nothing. Mm -hmm. And you have all of those weapons of mass destruction, and you do nothing for the sake of people of your diaspora, but then that night kill the people of your diaspora. Yeah. That's self-hatred. And I, I think that... And that, that to me, and I'm just being a thousand... That right there is that's we're not even going to get into the, whether that's a male or man because we already know what that is. Yeah. But that's yeah. a punk move, and, and we got to start what? calling that out. I, I think that a lot of that and a lot of this systematic um, perspective that we have, especially within our hoods and stuff, it, it goes is so much goes further than just you know our hoods it's, it goes back to slavery like that was all trained to us you know it was trained yep. that we were yep. less than and yep. because of that mentality even though we disagree we believe you know and, yep. and, and that is why it is easier. It's also easier not just for the black man to do that. It's also easier for the white man to do that as well. So it ain't even a thing. It's easier for everybody to shoot the black man because we were taught that the black man is less and we believe it. And that's where the, the we have to understand our value. And until we put value on ourselves and really truly believe that we're equal, it will never change. Well, guess what? You already know that if you kill a white, if you're a black body and you kill a white body, guess what? It's Somebody awesome. coming to get you. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. They're coming to get you. Yeah. If you're a black body and you kill a black body, mm. they're who coming to get you? Yeah. Who coming to get you? Yeah. Ain't nobody coming to get you. Yeah. Ain't nobody coming to get you. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody coming for you. You know that that's almost a freebie. It's like a coupon. Yeah. Mm. Right. So now we got to now we got to start asking ourselves the question, like, what are we really doing? And 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 this comes to look, I just told you I got a 12 year old son. My son is going to grow into a powerful being. 
No question about it. But if for some reason, my son, no matter what age, 18, 20, 24, 28, 30, don't make a difference what age, if my son did something to uh, put humanity uh, in a bad space, at a deficit, harm it, I would do everything necessary to make sure that I put my son in his place. Because I ain't afraid of my son. I gave him life. And if necessary, if necessary, like the saying goes, I brought you in this world. I'll take take you out. out. I'll take you out. (laughs) Okay. So there's no father that would be afraid as a man, afraid of his child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. The fact that many of our brothers are walking around here fatherless Mm. is the reason why they get involved in gang activity in the first place. Yeah, for that Mm. family, right? Yes. Many of our brothers don't receive love. And see, this is exactly what I was talking about in terms of being uh, named man of the house too soon. Right? So most of those brothers that join uh, join gangs. Those are our brothers that are getting uh, appropriate love. Those are our brothers who whose boyhoods were uh, were protected. Yeah. These are brothers who were given the title of being a man far too soon. Didn't get enough love. Didn't get enough guidance. Have don't have the information, instruction, and accountability to to matriculate into their manhood, and so they're looking for something. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, somebody says, yo, yo, cuz, I love you so much, I'm willing to kill this N-word mm. for you. Mm. He goes, listen, ain't nobody even going to bat to go to get me a slice of bread. And you willing to go and kill somebody over me? That's the highest form of love I've ever felt in my life. Wow. And now, I'm going to do the same thing for you. Wow. It's all in pursuit of love. Mm-mm-mm. So is 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 that like part of when you said, uh, like, what did you mean when you said males are self-serving and stuck in a negative cycle? Yeah, they males. You know, as I said when I, you know, when I talked about the difference between them and being, you know, men. Males look to be served, right? While men look to be of service. Males are constantly looking to uh, be served and to serve themselves, right? Mm-hmm. I said that, you know, when I coach my sisters, I go, well, how do I know? And I said, okay, well, ask, your, ask yourself this question. When you go someplace, what does the brother that, you, that you're with do? Does he look to serve himself first or serve you first? Because mm-hmm. if he looks to serve himself first, you know that you're dealing with a single solitary male because no man would ever do that. And when you say serve himself first, give me an example. What you mean by that? No, no matter what it is, let's say let's say it's food. We go, we we uh, you you go and you get you you go to a restaurant mm-hmm. or you go and you make some food, and then he makes his plate first. Come on, man, stop playing. Mm. <laughs> stop, stop playing. Yeah, come on. Yes. I mean, those are that's super basic. Yeah, that's a simple. I mean, thing. even even a strategic male, in order to throw people off the scent of the fact that he's a male would 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 serve somebody a plate of food for that's that's super simple yeah mm-hmm. 
opening the door. So if for you somebody. got a brother who can't even do that, you need to be running for the hills. You just <laughs> you dealing with the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So what do you say to a generation who feels like you know, these type certain things aren't necessary anymore or it's old school, whether it's opening the door or, you know, those um, small things that, you know, used to define a man like, oh, this is a man you're dealing with. You know, what do you think? What do you say to the generation? How do you teach them? Yeah, especially. Yes, sir. Yeah, let me just add go a little ahead, brother, bit. Let me just add, like, especially with. So many things that they actually see on social media now. Like, and TV, yeah. yeah. Yeah, what do you say? Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. It, this is why it's so confusing for our brothers uh, growing up nowadays because they actually get a chance to see grown males being their entire male self and still being celebrated for They're it. successful, mm-hmm. yeah. Right now, success. So let me let me let me push back on that well, word. Their idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I I coach a um, a brother who is a he's won eight Grammys. Um, he writes and produces for one of the biggest um, uh, music acts in all the world. His uh, catalog sold for over 120 million dollars. Wow. Um, and I said, let me ask you a question. Do you consider yourself to be a success? And he looked kind of, you had that quizzical look on his face like, what, like, what, what do you mean? Like, and we're sitting in his palatial home. We're sitting <laughs> in his office. His Grammys are all up on the wall. Like, he's like, that's a stupid, like, he was looking what at me like, no, that's a stupid question. <laughs> so I said, do you consider yourself to be a success? And he said, well, yeah. He said, don't you? And I said, well, let me ask you another question. I said, or, 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 or put it to you this way. Your wife doesn't care for you much. She doesn't feel safe around <laughs> you. The four children that live in your home don't know you very well, don't have a relationship with you, right? They resent you. The child that lives across country from you doesn't know you and uses you as a, uh, as a gift horse. Mm. I said, so... Uh, and your and your wife is ready to divorce you. So now I'm gonna ask you again: <laughs> Do you consider yourself to be successful? Wow. Uh, yeah. So basically, at first he, he, he's seen his accolades as being successful. Mm-hmm. So this is exactly what happened to many of our brothers because we get sold the gift of as soon as I get the bag, then, I'm then I am successful and I'm a man. And you are not, right? So now let's look at this with the guys just to make it perfectly clear, okay? We just had a president who spent four years in office. Male or man? I can't, boy. <laughs> okay, so so we're really talking about, we're talking obviously, right, a male, mm-hmm. not a man. Yeah. Stuck in the mental, emotional, spiritual capacity, to your point, of a boy. Yeah. But all this money, president of the United States. Power. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, power, all of that stuff, right? Now, mm. does that make him successful? No, it makes him accomplished. Mm. Ah. 
Yeah. There's a huge difference mm-hmm. between being accomplished and being successful. That's good. That's a, that's a good one. That's good. Okay. So I'm, he I'm, was I'm learning. Taught, I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning. He was taught how to be an, uh, an, an accomplished business person. Yeah. And he became that. Yeah. But no one ever taught him how to be a man. Mm. Wow. His father never taught him how to be a man. His father taught him how to be a real estate developer. That's what he became. Mm. His father taught him how to cheat his way through life. That's what he did. His father taught him to manipulate people. That's what he does. Right? So all of those things can make you an accomplished business person. You can become an accomplished person. Athlete, you can become an accomplished any of the rap artists, actor, entertain all of those things and become unsuccessful as a man. Mm-hmm. So, what do you want the world, men and women, to get from your book? What is it that you want them to get, and how do you? What change do you want it to make? So, I want our males who are not yet men to get the information and instruction that they need in order to matriculate into manhood. I want the men who are already walking in manhood to to be further elevated in the space of manhood. And I want our sisters, our women, to learn the difference between males versus men so that they can become appropriately partnered with a man mm-hmm. in order to uh, relieve themselves of their own deficits yeah. because they are inappropriately partnered. See, if you become appropriately partnered with a man, then you will usually have a partner in uh, raising your children. Yeah. Even if you don't have a successful relationship Let's say your relationship doesn't work out. You're still going to be, you you still will be in a partnership with with a man man Mm -hmm. in order to raise your children. Yeah. So there's no guarantee that you're going to work out a relationship because some people, you know, just aren't really, you know, uh, suited for one another in a a space of, uh, of a relationship. But for the sake of raising our children, which is the sake of raising our community, we are appropriately partnered with someone who is actively involved in raising Mm. our children, which is actively involved in raising our community. I love it. Okay. So, so let me ask you this. Okay. Kind of to uh, bounce back a little bit on what you said with uh, the Donald Trump situation. So you have people, my grandmother will say, uh, they are set in their ways. So how do you, how can a male that's set in a ways can become a man when you just you was raised a certain way say case in point donald trump was raised a certain way can he ever become a man so watch this there you can is it possible for you to become a man without information and instruction yes but now what we're talking about is possibility over probability How probable is it that you become a man without information and instruction? Not very. Yeah. Is it possible? 
Yes, because here's what happens. As a male, when you walk through life, not doing the things that you need to do, right? And it causes not only people around you pain, but it actually causes you pain as well. Yeah. Right? So pain, there's, I always tell folks that there is purpose in pain. Pain is an indicator that you are not doing something right. Mm. Pain is put in place in order to get your attention to say, hey, hey, okay, see this area right here? We need to clean this up. Yeah. Because do you, do you like feeling like this? Do you like this pain? Do you, do you like that? No? Okay, well, then you need to do something about it. Mm. You need to make an adjustment. You need to make a pivot. So it is possible for you to become a man without information and instruction because the pain that you're going to feel in being a male Mm -hmm. is going to try to get your, yeah, to try to get your attention for you to say, hey, you need to do this differently. Now, unfortunately, here's what happens. Many of our males who are accomplished in their areas have far too many resources to buy themselves distractions mm. from their pain. Mm. So sorry. if I'm an accomplished male and I have a different woman every day and I use sex as my distraction, that's a powerful distraction. Yeah. That's a powerful distraction. If I use drugs as my distraction, that's a powerful distraction. If I use 200 pairs of J's as my distraction, mm-hmm. you, you know a brother like this. He got, he not 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 one pair of J's. <laughs> not, yeah. not five pair of J's. Yeah, buddy. Not 10 pair of J's. <laughs> this Negro works for UPS and he owns 200 <laughs> pairs of J's. <laughs> oh, God. Absolutely. Negro. That's you don't word. own one stop, but you own 200 pairs of J's? Yeah. That's a word. All right. That is a distraction in yeah. order to keep you from dealing with becoming a man. The paint. Yes. Becoming a man. I can tell you mm. this. I can tell you this. I promise you I'm going to get this, this book today. Yes. How can everybody get the book, Dondre? We got to know. It everybody needs to get the book. I'm about to go read the book. (laughs) It is anywhere that you buy books. Uh, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, um, Books A Million, um, anywhere you buy books. It's also on Audible, and I did the Audible myself. I don't know if you've ever heard an an audio book. Oh, I did, and I already already heard the audio. We was listening to it last night. (laughs) We was listening to it last night. Let, Let me tell you something. I have heard some authors, and this is the advantage of me being, you know, an actor and a speaker that I know how. I mean, I've heard some people who are just authors do their audio book. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Not so good. Not so good. Oh, my God. I'm like, don't ever speak again. Just write everybody. Just write notes. I need you to hire me next time. (laughs) Yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just write everything on a poster or something. Don't don't speak. Don't ever speak again. (laughs) So, (laughs) 
So it is on audio. And look, you don't have to take my word for it. Go on Amazon right now. Read the 730 plus yes. uh, uh, reviews. reviews on yep. this book. It's a five-star rated book. Oh, yeah. Um, I checked it out last, last night. night uh, yesterday after my, my uh, appearance on The View, it went to number one in three different categories hey, on Amazon. Congratulations. Um, and you deserve so, it. Yeah, man. It is, uh, it's beautiful. So, but like I said, don't tr- don't take my word for it because I am a biased source. Yeah. Well, you Read know what? The, the reviews of your brothers and sisters to tell you what this book is about. And we appreciate you so much. We would love to have you back on. Um, you you have been amazing. Thank you for your insight, your perspective, and then also just your 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 your, your thoughts on how to bring our community together. Because the reality is, is this is going to help our community. Um, so God bless you and yours, and we thank you for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, and I'll see you soon. All right. Bye-bye. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening to Afternoon Tea Radio. Make sure you're following us on Afternoon Tea Radio Atlanta and also on our website, AfternoonTeaRadio.com, and our personal sites, IamMariaJordan.com and CarrisJordan.com. Yeah. All right, y'all. Peace. God bless. Thank you for listening to Afternoon Tea Radio with your boy, Karis Jordan. And your favorite host, Maria Jordan. And make sure you tune in every Thursday, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Yeah. 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 Yeah.